Keegan and Company is not a licensed mental health service and should not be a substitute for professional advice. In these conversations, we touch on a variety of mental health issues, including suicide attempts and ideologies. The advice given is general in nature. So if you are struggling, please seek professional help or call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Enjoy the episode. Keegan and Company, it's Keegan and Company, the company you keep. That's it. That's got to be it. Welcome back to the Keegan and Company podcast. For those who are new to the show, my name is Keegan Hipgrave. If you haven't already, could I get you to jump over to whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on? Give us a little subscribe. It's a great way for us to enhance the production um, and have really amazing guests on like I have today. Uh, In this episode, I am joined by a professional rugby league player for the Gold Coast Titans and Australian Jillaroo, Jamie Chapman. <laughs> Jamie, how are you going? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me on, Keith. Hey, I'm glad. I'm glad we're doing this. We had a um, we had a beautiful morning this morning. Hey. Yeah, we did. We um, we went down to Corumbin Beach, um, Salt Socials. Shout out Jai Dean for the <laughs> for this for have put on a good little run club. Um, we had a little run on Corumbin Beach. Had a little swim, a little coffee. How are you feeling? Yeah, no. Nah. I feel like I'm energised today. We're it's good. great. Yeah. yeah we're um, not work after this, but good morning. It wasn't too hot. So I was um yeah. I was a little bit worried. I didn't think I'd be able to keep up with you after all the kilometers you, <laughs> you've been doing lately. Oh, I don't you know. I was stressing. I was like, you know, these guys they run every morning and I'm like, I'm only just starting to run long distance now because I'm doing the Movember. So yeah. Yeah, no, I was struggling. And the crew at Salt, like, they're so quick, hey. Like, we, they they sort of started off like, oh, because there's so many people there now. They're like, let's break it up. So the crew who are doing 8 to 10K, you guys go first. Um, 6 to 7K go next. <laughs> oh, me, you and Liv Koenig were like, I was like, well, how far do you girls want to run to? <laughs> I was like, say a number because I don't want to say too low. I don't want to say too much. I was not going to lie. I was going to say like, oh, let's do like a 3 or 4. And then you're like, no, nah, let's do 5. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, we can <laughs> five well you know i don't know i just need to get my kilometers up next few days because i've got to go to bali so get these kilometers up now and then yeah it's all happening why because you've obviously just come off the back of a huge season yeah like you've done nrlw season you did play jillaroos um why are you running another 60 (laughs) kilometers at the end of a season obviously doing it for november but tell me a little bit of the reason behind it definitely a good cause um i think you know november is something i strongly believe in um the amount of boys I get in my DMs just asking for a chat or just asking, like, not in a weird way. I didn't know asking, where you were going to go with that. No, no, just, <laughs> just asking for some support and, you know, just really, like, opened my eyes and I was like, oh, my God, these guys actually need help. So, you know, when I saw Movember come around, I've seen you do it the last how many years? Eight? A- eight years, yeah. Eight years now and I just, you know, I wanted to get on board and body needs a bit of a rest, but um, I was just like, let's do it. I, so I want to get fit. Let's do it. What What are the What are the guys saying? Like, are they? Is it like a headspace thing? Because November, sorry, November, they do uh, testicular cancer, prostate cancer, but also mental health and suicide prevention. So, yeah. what are these guys saying? Yeah, it's mostly like mental health. Yeah. Um, I actually get quite a few young boys, like high school, younger, and it's actually really upsetting to hear that you know, texting someone they don't even know, which I'm so happy they feel comfortable enough to say that. But you know, one of them has a spinal difficulty and he's just having a rough time I'm always I'm just like yeah you know what days will get bad I don't really know what to say but I'm just there to support and Mm. um, I think just raising money for that that cause is just something I believe in so that's what I'm doing it's so cool because I would have thought like a lot obviously a lot of young girls would be reaching out and and talking about their mental health but But to have like young boys like that just shows like where the female space is going hey yeah no I, I love it I if anyone ever has a problem, I'm just like, yeah, text me, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. But um, to have young boys as well, like looking up to us and saying, you know, I need help with this or and, and girls, I get girls a lot. But yeah, um, yeah it's, it's good to see that now. Yeah. So you're doing 60 kilometres over the month. Do you, yep. know, do you know why it's 60 kilometres? Yeah, it is. It's 60 kilometres because there's 60 men we lose each hour. So approximately glo- globally, it's one man per minute, which is... Just so, I don't know, it just makes me sad, you know, that some people are doing that, you know, around the world, doesn't matter if it's Australia or not, it's still happening and it's not, we need to talk about it more. This is what this is for, like we need to talk about it more, we need 
some more talk around men's mental health as well. I'm so, and that's why I'm so happy that you're coming on because yeah, it's like men's mental health, but you don't need to just be a male to get involved with Movember or <clears throat> any mental health. Like it doesn't have to be Movember. It can be yeah. any, it can be anything. And I think Movember do a such a great job to shine light on it. And I think Movember, you know, obviously in November, it's just a good touch point. Like yeah, it, it's such a great, yeah. and even like for you, to be doing the, you know, 60K. I don't, and after a bloody <laughs> NRLW and like representative season, like it's wild. I think everyone's wild. But it's, yeah, it is so cool because, you know, you've got brothers, you know, you've yeah. got husbands, you know, yeah. you've got uncles, you've got, you know, younger siblings who like it doesn't, it, it affects everyone. And yeah. like if someone's going through a really tough time, like that young boy that reached out to you, that's yeah. affecting his mum, it's affecting exactly, his sister, yeah. it's affecting his whole family. Yeah. Um, well, I'm lucky to grow up with a dad that he's, he's, my best mate, but he's so vocal about how he feels. Is and he I, really? Yeah, and he just – he doesn't hide anything and he's very emotional. That's where I get my emotions yeah. from. <laughs> so if it's a good thing or a bad thing, he cries, you know, and I love that. I love that he can just do that and um, I wish more people were like that and can just tell people exactly how they feel. If Dad's having a rough day, he just comes home and he'll just like let it out, you know, when I was living with him. So I just love that and I wish more people were like that. I think. So he was like that all growing up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was he was quite angry actually living in Sydney. He was an angry person because yeah. he had to drive through the city every day and work with horrible people. But yeah. um, I just think him moving up here, he's just a whole different person. And um, yeah, even growing up, he was he was like that. He would, he would show his emotions quite well and um, definitely let us know how he feels. But yeah, now he's just like, this calm natured person that I was like, dad, who is this? But cause yeah, cause he's made this move up to, he moved up to Byron and I just followed him up. So yeah. So he yeah. went before you came yeah. to Bronx. Yeah. 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 He came, he came up and started working and, um, lived in Gunnelabar near Lismore actually. Okay. And, um, yeah, he was just a whole different person. He grew his hair out. I was like, who is he's this? Li he's living the Byron <laughs> yeah, lifestyle. He fully became a Byron. Yeah. And anyway, he, um, became a local there and I was just like you just are so much happier I just need to do the same thing as you we're just gonna live to buy we're gonna move so, to Byron, yeah. me and you we'll just <laughs> we'll, we'll just cruise we'll be, we'll be doing November and just growing our hair out <laughs> I've really got a couple of haircuts left but that's all right <laughs> hey um I, so your 60 60 kilometers is the goal where are you at and how far do you have to go um, so I'm going to Bali on Saturday I've got 36 k's under my belt okay um, I've got 24 left is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and um, I'm planning to do that before Saturday. So um, fly down to Sydney on Thursday to see my little sister and I'm going to make sure that I run every day until then. And if I don't make it before Bali, I'll run in Bali. I'll just make sure I get to that 60K mark. That's why I was doing so much at the start because I was like, yeah. I want to enjoy myself in Bali and, um, you know, it's going to be sick to run in Bali. Like I'm excited for that. Mm. I've never been there before, but like, I don't know. I just, I'm excited to do that. It'll be hot. Yeah. The humidity will be nuts, yeah. especially this time good of year. Good for the lungs. It'll be good for the lungs. <laughs> You'll be coming back prime. Um, so what's the um is Bali a D stressor? Like is it like a little holiday getaway? Because yeah. I because you guys went like wild, obviously, yeah, the whole season, then into the representative season, and then now, like that's why I was so blown away <laughs> when you said you were gonna run another 60 Ks. I was like, just have a rest. Yeah, no, I think my body does need a rest and you know, my physio is probably thinking I'm a bit silly, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited to just have a two week break and just not worry about anything, just switch off totally and mm. um, enjoy the weekend with my girls. And yeah, I'm good, excited. Good luck, good luck. I can't <laughs> wait to hear the stories <laughs> when you come yeah, back. Yeah, I know, we should have done this after Bali. We'll keep, well, nah, we'll keep it PG, <laughs> we'll keep it PG. Hey, I want to touch on um, growing up, like what it was like growing up in the Chapman household. Uh, you obviously spent a lot of time in Cronulla, yep. um, did a lot of stuff for the Dragons. What was it like growing up? Were you always, were you always into rugby league? Yeah, no, I was definitely into rugby league my whole life. Um, you know, dad played, obviously I said we're best mates, me and dad, but he played um, A grade for Colonel Stingrays yeah. and I was always the ball girl. So I just got into it through that and then started playing at the age of five all the way up until under 12s. And then girls were just said, you know, you, you were told to just go other other sports, go elsewhere and, um, you know, good luck. I remember that because we had a lot of, we had a few girls, um, you know, Zahara from, um, yeah. I think in Canberra. So she was yeah. in our under seven, oh, not under seven, year seven school School team at Wurrungaree. Oh, how she was good. a gun. She was a yeah. gun. Like she's still better, a gun. Better ball player than me, 100, <laughs> which isn't hard to do. But she, um, she was a gun. Like she was so good. But 
I can't remember. I'm pretty sure, yeah, at like age 12, they weren't, they had to yeah. stop playing. So it was the same as you. Yeah. And, you know, I'm still young now. So it's just amazing to see over this just small period of time how fast the women's game has grown. Like my sister now can play, she's only 11. She can play all the way through. There's girls teams all the way up. So, um, yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm jealous. What did you, what did you do? Um, what did you do in under 12s? Did you go play other sports? Yeah, went to uh, like Oztag, Touch, try a bit of soccer at school, netball, just wasn't for me. So mm. um, as soon as I got the chance, I got a little call up at um, Cronulla Carrying Bar Sharks and uh, played for the under 16s, under 18s there and then got picked up by Sharks. Do you reckon that cross code helps though? Like, do you because I look at a lot of probably athletes and obviously they've gone through but they've like, tried a bunch of different sports like they might have grown up playing netball or afl yeah. soccer like i imagine that <laughs> i imagine that crosses over really well like do you think yeah. or not yeah well you see the touchies like the touchy girls come in and they've just got amazing skill like their passes can go 20 meters i can't do that but, <laughs> yeah, you um, both. wasn't in touch for long enough to yeah. do that um but yeah i think yeah it was definitely helps obviously all kids should just try every sport until they find one they like mm. but I just didn't like anything other yeah. than rugby and I was the only girl in my team so for a little bit and then I had another girl, Kyla, join with me. Yeah. Um, we will call the Super Girls, which was great and I just loved it, you know. No boy would touch us, you know. <laughs> girl cooties, I'm not sure yeah. what it was but, yeah. yeah, no boy would touch us. We'll go straight through, score tries. It was great. Was it true that you got like player of the like play, play, play of the season back when you were playing with all the boys back in the day? Is that true or am I making that up? not sure oh i'm not sure maybe i'm making that uh, up probably i don't know probably I, I, I had lots of little photos when i was a baby so i'll try to find one uh fast forward to um first nrlw season yeah. where you were with um the dragons how did that come about did you get a call from someone like what was the what was the process yeah so my coach daniel lacy at that time um for dragons i went development in 2019 and i uh, worked my way through development with them um Obviously, we had a gun team. We had, like, everyone in the Jullaroos at <laughs> at the Dragons. Who, who was in there? So there was, like, Tiana Penitani, Maddie Studden. There was just everyone, like, Izzy Kelly. We had this gun gun team. No and, way. Um, I was development that year and it was just, you know, so good to play alongside people you idolise. And it was, like, you know, I was still a little shit then. So um, it probably was a big wake-up call, you know, when um, – I had when I made it up to the top squad and I wasn't in the development anymore. I wasn't, you know, taken as serious as I should. Um, but yeah, it was it was great. And then I just I debuted in twenty twenty against the Roosters. So um, I think all the girls had left at that stage. And then yeah, we'll play in the Roosters, which we, we were we were a tough team. Um, and then from from there, you went over to the Broncos. Why? What was the shift? Like, what was the reason for the shift? Um, so like I said, dad moved up here and, um, I just followed him and I just, you know, I, I wanted a better life. I was mucking around down there in Sydney. So, um, I knew that if I didn't move, then I was probably going to be stuck in that same kind of group of people yeah. and in that rut that I was in. So, um, yeah, I made the move and then I tried relocating for dragons and, yeah. um, yeah, I didn't really like it too much. I was away from my happy place, which was up here and I found that. Um, so then relocating back down there, I was just like, oh, I just want to get home. So, mm. um, yeah, this is my new home now. And yeah. I was just like, yeah, I'll try the Bronx out. I had a few friends up there with obviously Taz and stuff. So, and you're killing it as well. Like your players player in the 2022 season, I think, <laughs> um, you, you want to comp, want to comp there as well before? No. Just uh, before? I'm not sure. <laughs> Did we? No, we didn't win a comp. I nah. don't think, um, we were in the grand final. Grand though. final. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that was that was obviously a big experience and um, always want to go one third further. I haven't got a ring yet, yeah. so I'm really excited about that um, with the Titans now, with, with our team we have. But, yeah, I just wanted to try staying home. But obviously going up to Brizzy from, from Tweed where I was living um, was a bit of a trek. So, mm. um, yeah, I just was like one step closer now. <laughs> now I've yeah. found my happy place, so... Um, I don't really want to leave. <laughs> you've, you've settled it. It is, it is yeah. hard to leave. I remember when I was at the Titans and obviously got like, um, offers to go to Sydney and, and Melbourne and I was just like, it's just too good. Like it's so hard to leave, especially yeah. like you've obviously your family's here now and you've yeah. got like such an amazing group of friends. Like come look at you girls and you guys look so connected, hey. Like no. you look like you've got the best crew. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, Taz and Liv, they go relocate and I'm just like – 
crap, what am I going to do now? <laughs> Shay's up in Coomera, so it's just a bit far, but, um, you know, we try and make it work. But we've got such good friends up here and, um, yeah, good, yeah, good space. Amazing. I, re- I kind of want to come back to just before you left to go to to go to brizzy i remember last time we've actually this is actually our second podcast that we've done <laughs> I, know. I know um just for context uh when i was thinking about doing a podcast i was saying before we jumped on air <laughs> um, we we're talking about we we're laughing about it um i was like before i was thinking i was like well how about i sit down and do a podcast with four of my really good friends who i think would be absolutely amazing to sit down with this was this this time last year, like yeah. Christmas last year. So I sat down with Mac Horton, um, Ali Day, Aaron Booth and yourself, like <laughs> like four four of the absolute greatest. And um, and I sat down and we did the podcast and then I was actually, I listened to our podcast last <laughs> night before jumping did on. You? And I was like, oh. It'd be so different. It's so different. It's only been a year. It'd be so different. It's so different. Like obviously, because that was your first podcast yeah, in studio. Yeah, that was in studio podcast so it was pretty cool i remember you and i remember afterwards because we we did we had a great chat like don't get me wrong we, yeah. we had an amazing chat um but after i distinctly remember afterwards because it's a mental health and sport podcast yeah. so obviously we're touching on mental health themes and i love what you're doing in the november space and you've and you, you know, you've talked about doing like um mental health courses and you said you've you know, struggled with your own mental health and after the podcast you were like like obviously, thank you so much. Very deeper. But, but you're like, you're like, I wish, you're like, I wish I went. Uh, not I wish I went there, but like, I could have gone so much deeper. Yeah. Like, and, but and I imagine it was probably just like a nerve things for you and me both. Like, yeah. both, both trying to navigate it. Yeah. Um. But like, I guess I kind of want to come back because I did listen back to the podcast, and one of the main things that I think stood out that we didn't really go deeper was probably you said you touched on bullying growing up. Yeah. Um, and they said that you were in a dark place just before leaving the dragons yeah and obviously there's no such thing as like forced vulnerability so like be as vulnerable as you want <laughs> no um, of course. and touch on whatever you think is necessary for i look at like younger girls and even now younger boys that, um mm. so what what was that dark time for you if you're comfortable talking oh, about it's it? okay i i can talk about it now but you know it was something that i didn't like talking about i got uncomfortable talking about things like this but um obviously in sport you have to be vulnerable so mm. I've learnt to, you know, speak about how I feel and stuff like that now. So, yeah, the dark place for me was I was stuck in a real bad group of friend group. Like, my friend group was really bad. Um, I, I love them as people but, you know, the things they did were, were not good. And, you know, we were going out partying all the time, yeah. like alcohol, you know, everything. And, like, I was fresh, like, 17, 18, um, still new to everything and I just got – in the wrong group and it was just so hard to get out of it and um yeah I was just focusing on the wrong things like footy was just footy to me and I didn't really see and realize like the position I was in that I could go that step further and keep going and to where I am now like I would never have thought that what four years ago like yeah um so yeah I was just like really really sad and like in such a bad space mentally and what does um, that What does that look like? Is it in bad space mentally? Is it just like a constant feeling of being sad? Like, yeah, what does it look like? Hundred percent. I was just like ha- not happy with my body, and obviously, I still, you know, everyone struggles with these things every day, day to day. But um, I've just learned, you know, how to deal with them and and how to work around it. But like, I hated my body. I was broad. Everyone, all my friends are like also skinny in the bikinis, and I was just a broad black. Like, muscly thing and I just felt so insecure even though now I look back I was like holy shit I was a twig I looked good I'm like (laughs) like, now I'm trying to run off this but you know um but yeah no I just I was just so unhappy with myself and then I would just let people treat me bad so I wanted to make sure that I would never let anyone treat me the way that I was treated um you know now Mm. I would never let that happen um and yeah I was just in like this state of just sadness and you know I'd go to school I'd eat food in my car because I just my lunch in my car I'd go drive because I just didn't want to be around anyone Mm. and then um yeah year 12 was quite hard for me because I wasn't going to school I was missing classes I was using every excuse not to go to school and then oh one time it was real hard like to say it's hard to say this out loud now but dad walked in and daughter in that state imagine that walking in and seeing her like that um never freaking did that ever again but um, it was obviously a very scary time for him and, um, like, imagine I died. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be doing anything I'm doing now. Yeah. Like, 
it makes me like 10 times more grateful mm. for everything now, seeing that I've been through that time of time in my life. Um, but yeah, no, dad and I obviously had the tough conversations and um, when he moved up, I just was like, because we're so close, it was just like, fuck it, let's go. Yeah. Let's go do it. Let's go live a happier life. You know, we were both in a bit of a rut, I think. And um, yeah, like I said, he talks about his emotions real easy. So I struggled to do that and yeah. it was hard to try find, you know, how to feel, how I, like how to tell how I'm feeling. Yeah. I was it was I was trying to communicate it, but I didn't know how. And mm. then I just did that and would have been like, holy shit, what, what's she doing? You know, like it would have been very scary for him, but um, we don't really talk about it now because I'm just such a different person yeah. and definitely moved very far from that. And I was just a young teenage girl. So, yeah. Jamie, thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> like, like. Fuck, honestly, like obviously I had no idea. <clears throat> we talked about it last time, but I had no idea about that. Yeah, no, no, I don't really like, you know, I don't really like brag or want people to feel sorry for me or anything. No. But then I'm like, people need to talk about this. This is why people have problems because, you know, like everyone needs to talk. This is what I'm, you know. This is what I you're doing. This is, but this is what you're doing at Whole Four <laughs> and you articulate it so well and the ability to be able to have the conversation and be able to talk about it so openly and so vulnerable, like like <laughs> you just did. Like, no, thank you so much. No, that's right. Because I look <laughs> at so many crew, not just young boys and young girls, yeah. myself, m friends, like yeah. even older crew who, like you said, yeah, your dad's very open about talking about it like, like now. Yeah. It is insane how many messages and how many people will come up to me and people in that space and be like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm struggling. I don't know how to talk about it. Like yeah. a really good friend jumped on the podcast not too long ago. Um, Ryan falls in. He's got um, Livin's model, you know, Livin, mental health organisation. It's like, yeah. it, it ain't wink to speak. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had that on his car. And a guy followed him from Burley all the way to Tweed. Um, and, because he, and then he pulled up and he's like, mate, I saw your um, your hashtag, like sticker on your car saying, you ain't wink to speak. I just want to let you that? know that I'm really, like, I'm really struggling. Um, I had no idea how to talk to anyone. I don't know who to talk to. And Fawzi's like, Ryan Fawzi, he's a bloody busy man. Like he's a yeah. he owned squad athletica, like um, business partner in vodka soda, like super busy dude. Yeah. And he just sat down with him for like an hour, two hours. And now they speak, they'll speak all the time. And I look at someone like yourself now, like even like, I feel like we've become really great friends over yeah. this last, I don't know, like two years maybe. Yeah. And it's because, and I don't know, I'd love this hear about it, how you are with the other girls but I look at you as someone who's so just like easy to talk to like I feel so comfortable <laughs> talking. Nice to well don't you think like are you do you think are you conscious of being that type of person with the other girls in your team because I find you very easy and very comfortable to talk to you know yeah I just I just love having a chat um yeah. you know I, I would always want someone to tell me how they're feeling because I think um obviously being through what I've been through obviously growing up and stuff um I would never want anyone to feel that way and I just want to be that one person that I feel comfortable enough to tell, you know. So what did you do? You you changed environments. You got yeah. out of the environment. You know, I practised gratitude every day. Yeah. I um, really focused on footy and um, I feel like I was just so, like, mentally happy. And as mm. soon as I moved up here, I met Rob and he's my beautiful partner yeah. and he's just helped me so much through things and he's helped me become a person that I never thought I'd be. So... Um, I give a lot to him, I think. Um, he's made me a happy person I am today. Um, but, yeah, I just I just feel – I just want to be that one person that everyone's comfortable to, to speak to because I didn't have that and I want to make sure everyone has one like that, a friend like that. <laughs> I've honestly got goosebumps, eh? I've got, like – you. Oh, like, no. Uh, <laughs> that, like, thank you. Like, no, it's so it's so amazing. It's so refreshing because what are you, like, 23? 21. 21? <laughs> oh, oh, my yeah. God. 21. 21. Um, like fucking obviously mature beyond your years. So like, thank, like, I can't wait to see what you're going to be doing <laughs> in like the next 10 years. And you're, you're 21 in yeah. NRLW playing for <laughs> Australia. You're someone that so many crew look up to and you're going to be doing this for the next 10, 15 years. That's the plan. Um, <laughs> you, last time, last time we spoke, you talked about like, how you were doing a mental health course. Um, yeah. are you still doing a mental health course? Or you yeah. You back with, with youth work and mental health set four. So um, I've been a busy woman, so yeah. um, obviously I had a new job at Titans and I kind of just put it to the side and yeah. I've just been doing little bits here and there, so I'm still not done, but yeah. it's coming along. It's coming along. Getting there. It's cool. It's cool to learn, I think, the foundation of this kind of stuff. Like, Yeah, definitely. 
and being able and and once you and the more you'll do the the better you get at it and like the more conversations you'll be able. I did a mental I did a mental health um first aid course the oh, other did day. You? Yeah, and it was like it was so cool. <laughs> and I had because obviously like I want to lean into this space more. I want yeah. I want to do more in, in the psychology space. Um, but doing a mental health first aid course, it was so great. We touched on four things. We touched on um, substance abuse, uh, psychosis, depression, and anxiety. And obviously, depression, anxiety. I don't know the stats off the top of my head, but obviously affects so many people. Like yeah. I think one in three people or one in three males will experience it depression, anxiety at some time so in their life. Many. And I can't imagine what it's like for females as well. But just the the ability to be able to have the conversations and just awareness. Like yeah. you growing up, you look at a lot of people who might be struggling, but you're like, oh, they're just shy or they're just angry or they're just annoying. Yeah. But they're going through stuff or a kid who's mucking up in class a, 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 yeah. who, who's, you know, out on the piss all weekend, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you're just like, oh, that's just, just an idiot. They're just a dickhead. But yeah. you have no idea what's going on in someone else's life. Exactly. Hey? And, you know, the young kids coming through now, they've got so much pressure on them that social media has just skyrocketed even though, like, even since I was a kid and yeah. I felt pressure then. So can't imagine what it would be now when um, every time I go – to work, which I, I've got the best job in the world. I go around to all the schools. I get to see all the young kids coming through and um, footy or not, I get to go around to all public schools, primary schools mm. and, you know, see all their smiley faces. But you can tell when a kid's obviously not feeling right. So at the end of, you know, if we do a yarning circle or something like that, if at the end I'll just, you know, just be make sure that they have in their head that it's okay to speak and... Um, you never know what someone's going through to just be nice every day. So just like putting that in their heads. And I think um, kids don't have that a lot now in school. So I think we just need to try making sure that we get these kids talking, get these t- t- kids, kids being nice. You know, yeah. there's, pe- there's kids out there stabbing people now. And, yeah. you know, you just want to make sure that, I don't know, we raise the right kids coming through. And so this is what you're doing in the school workshops, like you're, you're, it's like mental health in in the community. Is that what it's, is that what you're doing? Um, no, I get to go around. And I just run rugby league drills. Um, like the other day, we did a yarning circle, and we did talk that. to me about a yarning circle. That's the first <laughs> time I've heard about a yarning circle. Um, obviously, it's with Indigenous kids. Yeah. Um, can be both, but um, we had a yarning circle with some Indigenous kids up in Pack Pines, and um, I just made sure to add at the end, you know, what we want to talk. What we, we just have a chat. We just check in, see how you're going. Um, you know, if anyone has exci- something exciting coming up, we'll just say what they're interested in, what they've got coming up, something like that. Um, tell you, tell us where you're from kind of thing and just get to know each other a bit. Um, but at the end, we made sure that I just said, you know, everyone be kind because mm. I could tell some of these kids obviously were trying to be cool and, um, you know, they were the bullies that, that I dealt with. So I was kind of like trying to make sure that everyone felt very inclusive and, um, yeah, one little girl, you know, she was very quiet, very shy and I, I felt for her. She got bullied quite a bit and mm. um, I could just see, you know, I just don't – I hate that so much. I just – and going to schools, you see it so much. Kids are cruel, hey. Yeah, literally and um, everyone goes through a bit of bullying in their life but I just want to make sure we can lower that now. I, um, I had a conversation with someone the other day and they were talking about a study around like – not just bullying, but child like childhood trauma, like mild childhood trauma, and a lot of like a lot of really successful people, surprise, go through go through these things as well. Yeah. And the study was, and I'm I'm not going to quote it because I'm I'll muck it up, I'll stuff it <laughs> up. But it was, but essentially, it was like um, really successful people. The traits that they got from childhood bullying, childhood trauma, was resilience, obviously. Yeah. And so the more like not the more they've gone through, but the ability to be able to go through that and then go come out the other side. Yeah. Like I look at someone like yourself who's obviously gone through something insane, like very – and for you to come out the other side, it's like your biggest weaknesses can turn into your biggest strengths. Yeah, like like look yeah. at Like look at you <laughs> like look at you in the mental health space now after everything that you've gone through yeah. and the compounding effect that you're going to have over the next however many years and the people that you're going to talk to in the schools and then – they're the people that they're going to talk to after that like it's going to be insane yeah no we just need to keep talking and um yeah ain't weak to speak it ain't weak to speak (laughs) i love that i love that um i kind of want to touch on um jillaroos yeah you you finished up how how was how was the grand final how you feeling oh (laughs) god you know still touchy jillaroos and grand final still touchy actually um you know 
at Titans. We're going to go one step further next year. I'm yep. so freaking excited. So you play, you play the grand final, Newcastle yep. Knights. Yep, gets got a, the Knights. Got a little hat trick as mm. well. <laughs> got a hat trick and lost. How insane. <laughs> oh, obviously not enough. But yeah. um, yeah, no, next year is the, is the year. I'm very excited. Two fronties just just signed on again. Who just who signed on? Um, Jess Elliston and Shannon Marto. Oh, they were just our powerhouse cool. this year. Jess so. went to Palmy with me. Yeah, did she? Yeah, she's yeah. in my school, yeah. Freaking legend. Love her. But um, yeah, another four years for both of them, I think. Which is so exciting for us. Sweet. But then obviously, yeah, straight into Dularoos. Um, we actually did something really cool. We went up to the Torres Strait and um, visited, you know, our yeah. country up there. Yeah. And it was real cool. Like um, some of the people we saw, it just made us feel, you know, a hundred times more grateful as well. We mm. stayed at Horn Island, um, which is Talisha Harden's um, island as well, which really? was so sick. Cool. She was there and... Her niece took us for a drive up around the, yeah. and I was so lucky. Just got to go in the back of her car and take us for a drive around, see some turtles and yeah. some sharks, and wow. it was sick. And um, just to see the, the people up there and the kids. I think we were the first rep team ever to go there. Really? Yeah, That's first surprising. footy team ever to go there. And then we went to the TI for a training session, and um, Thursday Island, and we had quite a big turnout there, yeah. which was so good. So. Um, yeah, that was just to connect with country and mm. um, connect with our people and obviously represent everyone for Australia. So mm. um, we carried that Torres Strait flag out with us, but we needed some meaning behind that. And I think that's what we did this year. And it was great. Best camp ever. Um, then we played in Townsville, um, got that game just, and yeah. then um, down in Melbourne. So, yeah. Wow. Don't want to talk about Melbourne. No, no, that's, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Um, <laughs> going back to your... Indigenous heritage because you're obviously Indigenous. You played for the Indigenous um, All Stars game. Yeah. Um, how connected to you? How connected to your culture are you? Is, there, is this something that you're, you're? You obviously do a lot with the Titans. Yeah. Um, what is that like? What, what was that like growing up? Were you always connected to your culture growing up? Yeah. Well, obviously, with our family's history, it wasn't really spoken about, and yeah. Nan was still shame to speak about it, and we were like. You know, obviously we all knew we were Indigenous, but we didn't really dive deep into it. And we all know where Nan's from. We all know our family. out. We're all out in Gunnada and all our family are out there still. So, mm. um, yeah, no, we. I just – once I played, like, Oztag for the Indigenous Oztag team, yeah. I just fell straight into, like, this, like, culture yeah. loop. I was just like, oh, my God, this is my culture. I'm so proud and um, played for All-Stars. And, you know, I'm still learning mm. now. Um, obviously, my nan was told not really to speak about it and mm. hid her yes her ab Aboriginality from everyone. She didn't even have a birth certificate until she went for her, her driver's licence, didn't mm. even know a birthday. So mm. that was something horrible to find out about my, my beautiful nana. But, um, yeah, it was something we didn't talk about, but now we're so open, you know. Mm. We all talk about it. The all my younger cousins, they're they're all so they're so deadly. They're going around and they they they're claiming it. It's Everyone's going to be like Jamie Chapman's my auntie. Everyone's, <laughs> That's everyone's my auntie. so proud now and I'm so happy that um you know, our culture can be proud and we can be strong and um never be shame again. And I, it, it's getting to that stage where it's not shame now. It's mm. not at all. It's it's so good. And be, like you think it's so long ago, but it's not that long ago. Like no. I had Ryan James on the podcast and obviously like captain of the Gold Coast Titans, like in the Indigenous All-Stars, like yeah. a, a, an incredible person. But he said that his mother wasn't recognised as a person until like 1962 or 1967. I was it's like, that's so not that wrong. long ago. Like nah. that's his mum. Like that's not that long it's ago. It's so wrong. And it's, you know, there's still stuff happening now. Mm. And that's something else we need to speak about. It's yeah. just, you know, it's, it's so... Oh, it annoys me so much. It's twenty twenty three. We don't need to we don't need to be like that anymore. We're we're proud indigenous people and um and Torres the Torres Strait is just so amazing. Their culture is so alive and I wish that our kids had that down here because yeah. we're kind of growing out of it and we need to go dig back deep and um into our history of our and we're the, the longest living culture in the world. Yes. Like we need to dig back deep and and, you know, be proud of that. In Australia. How nice is it going into those camps? Because I imagine the, the culture would be so rich, hey? Oh, yeah. And All-Stars is like the best camp ever yeah. as well. And, um, you know, Jillaroos was pretty freaking good this year. We went to the Torres Strait. But yeah. um, All-Stars is always my favourite camp. Yeah. We get to connect back with culture again and, and connect with our sisters, you know. Um, everyone's from different mobs, different places. And it's so good to hear about that. And, yeah, I love it. What kind of stuff do you do in camp? 
A lot of singing, a lot of dancing. Like, what do you guys yeah, do? Yeah, like, no, give me, give me a little insight because I, I don't know. I have no idea. No, we, we, we learn more about each other every single camp, and obviously, new girls come in, new girls go out, and um, yeah, we always, we always learn a lot, and it's so good to just take it all in. We, we do some painting, we do, you know, culturally dancing, women's yarning circle, so women's business. Um, just talk with us girls, and um, yeah, it's just, it's so good just to connect and um. We do this game and I love it and I'm s i am just I just wanna do it right now. But yeah. we, we put on a song. Yeah. And oh shit, what's it called? But we all dance, you know, we do our totems, do other people's totems. If you wanna sing, you can all, sing. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanna sing, you go. You ahead. don't wanna hear this voice. Yeah. Um no, we did actually we did a song at the All Stars with the men this year okay. and it was a Torres Strait song and it was just so good. I've got it in my notes. I have a look every now and then. But yeah. um you know, my voice doesn't really work the way that it should, <laughs> I don't think. Um, I'm more with the men's tone. Uh, but, yeah, no, we, we do a lot of singing, a lot of dancing, um, a lot of culturally good stuff. Like, we all connect, yeah. Circling back to the Titans, you've had some really great signings. How long How long have you signed for? How long are you with them for? Um, The next two years. How so exciting. I'm really excited for that too. How are you feeling for next season? But I'm excited. I'm just, I just, I'm just want to play again even though I need a break but yeah. I'm just like let's go but let's that's get a good, back into it but that's a probably a good headspace to be in and losing the grand final don't get me wrong very yeah. tough um but I imagine that will give you so much drive for next season yeah, yeah. No, 100% and um at the Titans it's been the best it ever has been for the girls we've got our own like we call it the hub it's our own locker room now um and yeah obviously Des being there he's he's st- taken it a step further too and um, he's with the men, but you know we'll see him around. He's a he's a great coach. What what's Desi going to be doing? Have you had did you t- talk to him at all? Yeah, like, we yep. had a few chats. Um, I just you know I just love how he coaches, and you know it's it's definitely something to look up to. And we have Maddie Geyer, Aaron Booth, a couple of the best, Karen Murphy. Like we have the best coaches ever. And if they don't come ne- back next year, I don't know what I'll do. But no, nah, they'll be back. Um, so excited for next year. Uh, yeah, obviously Boothy and Buff ex players and Murph. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just you look up to them and then they're your coach and you're just such good mates with them. So, yeah, we're all really close, really tight-knit and I'm excited. How did Boothie go coming? Because I'm really good friends with Boothie. Like, yeah. Boothie's, Boothie's one of the best. How did he go? Did it, Was he there at the start of the season? Because he, obviously he got medically retired. Um, yeah. How, what role did he play and was he there at the start of the season? Yeah, he, he was in and out. Um, obviously he was still trading with the men, so yeah. he was doing it all yeah. and – you know, such a legend. We all love Boothie. He's so he's got so much knowledge and, you know, he's just such a great person as well. And um he just came straight in and just a hundred percent commitment. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it's just so good to see your coach wanna be there and um, you know, if your coach doesn't want to be there, you don't want to be there. So mm. um we had all three of them just they're just thriving for us to win and then yeah, we just we went so well this season. I'm so proud of them. But, you know, one step further than the next one. Talk about having, like, yeah, good people in the roles. Like, I see Bronx doing that really well with, like, the older guys that they have on board. But now I can kind of see the Titans doing the same thing. Like, having yeah. guys like Boothie around, one of the best. Like, so, yeah. like so much energy and so much just love. I remember, <laughs> I remember there was one time I was watching, I forgot – Oh, I forgot which game it was. I think it was like Loz um, hit oh the field God. goal. And then I saw the photo of like Boothy like jumping and on the girls. he sprints in and it was so funny. But um, yeah, we always go back to that. I think in the video review, we've played it every single time. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, we want to see a bit more of this, Boothy. Get right into it. And yeah. then, I think the next one, he didn't really go in. And we are like, yeah. come on. Come on, mate. Come but, on. Yeah. I think at the Titans this year, it was definitely something Murph wanted was mm-hmm. just good people. Yeah. Um, she didn't want anyone, you know, that thought they were too good to be there. And I, she's done a great job with recruitment because all our girls are such, you know, we're just like a big family. I just love it yeah. there. So it's good, so that's, good. That's so nice. Who are, who are a few of the girls that you look up to in the team? Is there, who are the, who are the leaders in the team? Um, Niall Williams, like, obviously she's comes from a sevens background, but she really, really surprised me with like her professionalism and, you know, she's funny bitch, mm. funny bitch, but she obviously surprised me so much with her professionalism and then she just came in and she was still learning but she was just like, yep, I'm learning, let's go. She just was just 100% in and um, just to see her, like she's definitely someone I look up to even yeah. though she's one of my best mates now. Yeah. Um, yeah, my Ronald, don't ask about that. But, 
Yeah, that yeah, Niall Williams. Um, obviously, we have Steph Hancock, one of the greats. Yeah. She's what forty two or something. <laughs> she was still playing, yeah. and um, yeah, no, she's great. Love her there. She's just a good vibe to have around as well. Gets around all the young ones. A few of the young ones. Who 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 are you excited to watch play this year? Well, I always say Destiny um, Minos in a party. She's mm. my little winger and my little left hand girl. She, yeah. I love her, um, and I just think she's got so much talent to. To show and she's just still not shown it yet so I'm excited for her this year I think this is going to be the one up that it was her debut last year and I think she's got a taste of it now everyone mm. has to have that first year um but now she's just and she was so good that like last year so can you imagine what she'll be like next year um I'm excited to see her would you play would you cross coats at all like would you go to an AFLW or a union or anything like well, that I've always thought about it but I'm just so happy now and I'm just like oh I don't want to like risk that I know you need to take risks in life, but I actually was in sevens. I played in the um, schoolgirls Aussie sevens. Did you really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, went over to New Zealand and and we won the comp there, and yeah, it was real fun. I love I loved sevens, but yeah. um, I just you know I was found myself happier with the girls that I was around and in rugby league. I because I look at a lot of the AFLW girls. And they, they have so much cross coat, like a lot of netballers, yeah. um, even like Olympians are jumping over. Obviously, <laughs> like, I, it's yeah, it's wild. Like, because we obviously done a lot of stuff with WaterAbility and yeah. we employ a lot of athletes as support workers. And the NRLW space, I look at a space that's so, like, so inclusive in terms of like bringing other sports in. And they're almost like encouraging other, yeah. other girls to get involved because it's like, don't get me wrong, I look, AFLW and NRLW, they're probably the two. I don't know if I'm saying, but they're probably the two that's leading the space in in the prof yeah. like professional yeah, women's footy, space. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So I, yeah, and I look at them. They got like netballers coming in. You got like all these other crew coming. I was like, that's so cool. I was like, I wonder if the NRLW girls are doing the same. Like, is there any other girls that have come into it? Yeah, well, we have quite a few AFL Except for the girls. Sevens. Oh, really? Yeah, like Brookie Walker, Paige Parker. We have like. Quite a few AFL Shout girls. out Brookie Walker. Actually, yeah. one of the best, hey. She is. She's a bloody legend. And um, every time you see her, she's got a smile on her face. Love that about her. Um, but we love that. We want everyone to come mm. to our game. We want to steal them, get them over to our game to build our game because, you know, it's growing so fast and the young kids coming through the skill they have is just freaking outstanding. Um, and we need to build that now and get that solid base to extend, you know, because we – they want to expand and everyone has their own views on it, but I think expansion comes when we get enough good quality players. So the more we can get, the more we can expand. And I'm so excited for that. And when the grassroots catch up, like you look yeah. at, like it circles back to the conversation that we had previously yeah. of you have to stop at 12 years yeah. old, whereas the young girls, they can come all the, all way, the way through, through. and investing in grassroots. Like I did a business and sports summit business and sports summit like conference I guess like last year maybe and you had all the sport like I guess governing bodies up there and they're all fighting for grassroots sport Love it. yeah like they're all going because that's like that's the next generation yeah. coming through right so if we can invest in that imagine the quality that it's going to be like in the next 10 years like what's the yeah. NRLW like we're what five years old six years old yeah uh 2018 yeah so how old five years old. five years coming up on six literally five years imagine what it's going to look like in 10 years time yeah, in Dularoos we did like this little PowerPoint with um, someone that came in from the NRL and we just kind of let it all, let her have it and just said exactly what we want, what we think as players. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we said we need to build the level of footy before we expand and, um, you know, we have some pretty good goals coming through and um, we have the, like a League Stars program and yeah. community was something we definitely mentioned because we want the kids coming through to have so much talent, you know, they just... They come straight through and they focus on footy. And, um, yeah, I think there's so much opportunity for the young kids. We have um, Roads to Regions, NRL, the community. Okay. They go around and um, get some athletes with them and go go around in the regional areas and in the rural areas and get to see them. Um, and then we have League Stars. So they run like a League Stars program where you can go to all the schools, do like a, um, you know, rugby league session then give them a flyer and get them in and then take them to a big training session. They'll have a rugby league training session with all the kids from the area and just grow that, you know, it's it's growing bigger and bigger every day. So That's, that's so that. cool. That's so cool. Did many of the girls like get involved in these programs? Because I yeah. imagine because a lot of – we're at the point now in the NRLW and in the women's program where some are full-time but a lot of the girls have to work around yeah. training, right? Do many of the girls get involved in these as a form of work? 
Yeah, I think I think I think girls do. I'm not sure what if it's like their form of work, but a lot of girls just get around it just because we want it. I just because you want to. Yeah, yeah, we just need like we all know what we need. We need young the young Jarjams coming through, <clears throat> the rural kids like the talent they have, and they just don't get noticed. So mm. we need more people out in about and getting them to play rugby to get them to come up rugby league and yeah how do you find that work professional sport balance because it's obviously and you feel free to speak on behalf of all like all the, <laughs> all the girls like because i imagine it'd be tough like you're you're expected to train and play at a super high level but you also have to work a full-time job. Yeah. You have to no, maybe hard. part-time job and you have to find your own accommodation and you have to work around that. How do you find that balance? Yeah, well, you know, some girls have it super hard. Like Steph Hancock works night shift, comes into training. So does Loz Brown. She's a firefighter now yeah. and she's just like so proud of her. She did all her training through preseason, and, you know, her, she would have been so stressed just trying to complete all her training to become an actual firefighter and mm. get that um yeah that get that job and she's got that now and she was doing night shifts and working and day shifts as well then coming to training then going to sleep then waking up the next day going out for shift and I just can't imagine what that'd be like it's some some jobs are so like strenuous on our bodies Mm. um to then come train it was real hard for her um but for me I've got the best job in the world I reckon I get to go around to all the schools and stuff so I find it pretty easy um Obviously, it's hard to make sure you have your off, like balance yourself as well and just have that time for yourself. So that was pretty hard trying to do that this year. I think I was pretty busy. Um, obviously, I got that new job at Titans. I was doing the community job. Yeah. So um, other than that, I worked with Wattability last year mm. and that was pretty easy. I just did a few shifts here and there and um, yeah, got to, got to hang around with the coolest kids ever. But mm. um, yeah, new new role for me. I was pretty stressed this year and I think I was struggling to find that you know, balance to just have some time for myself. Yeah. Um, because we sometimes you have like twelve hour days and oh. like you start maybe start at seven, end at nine. So what's that? Fourteen hours. Like I'll go drive up to Brizzy, do like a school visit, do another one somewhere, then I'll go into the office and then I'd go straight from the office down to training and sometimes I you know, I wouldn't eat what I should be eating for yeah. my body and then yeah, I think I struggled with that a lot. It was just eating and just focusing on myself. There's no, it? there's no afternoon naps in there. You're straight no, in the train. <laughs> yeah, no. I actually, I would go down into our into our hub and have a little lay down, really? and then everyone would just roll in. I'd be like, oh, hi. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, just, just get straight just back up. Yeah. Um, life after footy. I know you're like, <laughs> I can't believe you're 20. you're still only 21. Do you think? Do you think about that? Is that even a thought process at the moment? Or of course, of course, it is. Like, obviously, footy's not forever. Um, not gonna play when I'm 90. So. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to if I could. Yeah, you never know. If I can make it to Steph's age, I'd be pretty happy. What are you thinking? Like, you're obviously super passionate about the mental health space. Like, that's something that hits a core for you. Is that something that you want to lean into or what are you thinking? No, 100%. You know, we have Arnie Combs, our wellbeing manager, and she's legend. Look up to her, love her. Um, I would love to be that Arnie Combs, you Mm. know. Like I said, I want to be that person for everyone to come talk to and I would love to be a wellbeing manager in in any footy space, even if it's just the young the young kids I would love love to do that um so I think that's probably where I'll go Mm. right now I just got a fresh job at um PBC so I get to do the women's program there and work with the kids and you know be their mentor teachers aid a little bit um so I'm really excited for that like that's something new I start that in December so not long now as soon as I get back from Bali I'm excited for that um but I'd love to just do that as well in a school just a rugby league program Mm. Um, because obviously their boys program is just massive and everywhere in the Gold Gold Coast, there's such a good boys program and makes me like angry. I'm like, Mm. come on, we need the girls to catch up to that because that's where the talent's coming from. But I could see you like taking full ownership of that Palmy program, the PBC program (laughs) and the girls, and it could be a pillar because obviously Kibra and PBC on the Gold Coast, they're probably two of the biggest rugby league schools. Yeah. And you to come in and especially the crew that's already around Palmy, like you like you yeah. you'll see it once you get in there because that's obviously my old school yeah. and I'm really good friends with a lot of the rugby league coaches yeah you'll go in there and you'll absolutely smash it because same thing good people doing good things so yeah no I went in there and I um was in the Murray Jarjum room which was just an indigenous room for a little bit and 
obviously I've formed lots of relationships with the kids now and mm. they're most mostly the girl footy players, which was Sick. funny that like mm. now I'm going in there and I'm going to be like their rugby league mentor and we've got Veronica White. So yep. she's an ex-Jillaroo, absolute legend of the games and medal named after and, and it's the community medal. So you want to – and you'd know why when you meet her. She's yeah. so good. Um, and, yeah, she's in there doing it too. So I'm really excited to work alongside her and obviously one of the greats. So I'll be like – in awe of whatever she says anyway. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm really excited to learn off her as well. Jamie, is there anything that we that we haven't touched on today that, we, that, that, you'd, <laughs> that you'd like to talk about? We've, 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 got, we've done it again. <laughs> we've done, we've gone no, everywhere. No, it's it's uh, like I've, it's in, incredible. Like I, I want to thank you. But is there anything else that you'd like to leave with, I guess, the audience, people <laughs> listening, probably just mum and dad listening at the moment? Hey, mum, hey, dad. <laughs> no, like for, even for young girls, young boys coming through, is there anything that – you'd like to talk about or you'd like to touch on before we wrap it up? Yeah, well, I think obviously I'm making that move and, and recognising I did need help and um, I feel like what I've come with now and what I know now is is so strong. I think don't be scared of doing something because you're scared of the outcome that hasn't even happened yet. You know what I'm trying to say. You're so wise. Because I feel like if you're scared of something that hasn't even happened, then what the hell are you doing? Like yeah. go out there and try take the risks and I think mistakes are just learning curves and obviously everyone makes mistakes and I'm only 21, I made a million and I'm so mm. happy I have. I used to regret it but now I don't and I just I just take it as, as learning curves and, um, you know, I wouldn't do some things I have done ever again mm. and I wouldn't know that unless I made those mistakes. So take risks. And fail fast. Like, like Fail fast, Fail yeah. fast, learn fail. Like, 100%. Like, of course we're going to make mistakes. Yeah, 100%. Of course, like some of the biggest, some of my biggest strengths and my biggest learnings have come from stuffing up and, yeah. ma and making mistakes, but yeah. also like realising, okay, well, I'm not going to do that again. And if you can fail fast, like I love what you just said there because like the ability to fail fast and recognise that and move on, you're going to be leaps and bounds ahead yeah. of others. I think, yeah, you can become such a great person by just taking risks. If you don't take them, you don't know. Jamie, <laughs> you are the absolute best. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Geeks. No, thank you so much for coming on today. No, I've, I've got so me. much respect for you to come on <laughs> and, and no, honestly, to tell your story the way you did. Um, I think this could be probably one of the most open and vulnerable conversations <laughs> that we've had on no. here so far. So, no, thank you so much. I've got so much respect. Um, I've got a lot of love for you and the girls. So, no, thank you so much. Thanks, Keegs. Love what you're doing.